0: This is episode 323 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, Or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to another episode of Bella in Your Business. How did you like last week? It was so much fun hearing from Becky Lee, and we are going to continue today on with Stephanie Surgeon of Chicago Urban Pets. You guys, I have said so many times on this podcast how important it is to surround yourself with people that are doing what you want to do, with people who can help get you out of your rut and who can motivate you and inspire you to work on different parts of your business that normally would just go by the wayside. When people are talking about doing things that are only going to improve your business, guess what else improves? Your own mindset, your own happiness in life and happiness about your business. Today, we've got Stephanie talking all about her ups and her downs, her lows and her highs, and how she got through all of it since COVID, when she literally went from thinking she was going to close her doors to just being in such a beautiful thriving spot today. You're not going to want to miss this episode, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Please don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with all your friends and in your Facebook groups. Without further ado, here's the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, and today I've got a really special guest for you. Uh, Her name is Stephanie. We have known each other, I don't even know, uh, a year or two, maybe. She has come in like a wrecking ball just like Becky, who we had on the episode last week. And I really wanted you guys to hear straight from Stephanie's mouth, how the impact of having a community around her has helped change her mindset and her business. So without further ado, Stephanie, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Why don't you tell our guests a little bit of your background, where you're from, what your business is, how they can stalk you on socials and just give them a flavor of who you are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Stephanie Sturgeon. I own a dog walking and pet sitting business in Chicago, the downtown area of Chicago, Illinois, and it's called Chicago Urban Pets. Uh, You can find us. We're mainly active on Instagram, some Facebook too, just Chicago Urban Pets. So pretty simple to find. And uh, next year we're celebrating 10 years in business. Woohoo! That is amazing. Yeah, it's very exciting.
0: That's absolutely amazing. So being in Chicago, I'm sure you have your own set of um, (laughs) highs and lows with the weather (laughs) and things being snowy. And you also operate in the city. Something interesting about you is that at least as of now, a lot of your staff, they don't even have cars, right?
1: Yeah. So we don't don't use use their cars cars at all. Um, And actually part of our interview process that has been really improved thanks to Bella and her mastermind content we actually sort of red flag people who think they're going to do this driving because we are in such a dense residential area in downtown. There's very little parking. So everything Mm -hmm. is by foot or public transportation. Yeah. So
0: unique. I love it. And that's something else. I think that a lot of our listeners, sometimes all of us, honestly, me too, is sometimes we get into this mindset of, Oh no, it's my area. That's the problem. It's my area. But the mindset to get you through that is figuring out solutions to things. Sure. Every business is not going to be the same, but everything has to adapt. So why don't you bring us back to, um, before you joined the mastermind, you had made a post, I think last week you had said you were like almost ready to give up on your business or you were just so down and out about it. Can you bring us back to about that point? What challenges and woes and feelings were you having about, I have this dog walking company?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So as I mentioned, we're going ten years. So when COVID hit, we were probably you know already seven years in, and I was pretty comfortable. I was you know happy with what we were making Uh, in terms of income. I'd sort of set it up to be a little bit on its own, a little bit of autopilot, because I just had a baby, and when COVID hit, my baby was about two years old, and I had basically for two years now been involved but like marginally and so when COVID hit it really took me for a ride because I wasn't so involved anymore and it sort of thrust me back in and I wasn't in the best place because I hadn't slept for two years because of the baby. (laughs) There's now a toddler. But anyway, so I was not in a good place mentally. And I was sort of forced to take back the reins and basically rethink the whole business. And I think the hardest part of that is that I was alone. And I do wish that I had known about the mastermind before COVID hit. I think that would have greatly reduced the amount of stress And fear, honestly, (laughs) coming into it because I had it so long, like this was a major part of our family's revenue. And we went from like, you know, what we were making to nothing. And I had to basically figure it out by myself how to survive in many ways in terms of the business side. And so, yeah, I was in a very difficult place. We ended up closing temporarily over the 2020 winter months because there was no vaccine yet. I had employees and it was very hard to manage the ins and out of quarantining and all those things. So it was just too much. We weren't making any money anyway. And so we closed it for a while. And I honestly, I sort of advertised that we're just going to close for a few months over the winter season. But in my mind, I'm like, I don't really know if we're going to open again. We did. One thing led to another. We did end up opening again. Uh, And this is a year before I even met Bella. And you're a mastermind, but we were struggling and things were different really different. When did and you end up opening up again? How in long did April, okay, close like six months from like November 1st through April 1st, and it sort of lined up with getting the second round of PPP funding, yeah, which was sort of a big incentive to try and push forward. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. long story short, things are very different. My success initially was based on time but also there was no underlying structure mm-hmm. that was strong enough to be able to take on this new big change and and i needed more support in order mm-hmm. to make to make significant change in the business and the first red flag was hiring super hard to hire i came across the free week facebook live group that you did on hiring and it just blew my mind and i felt like maybe this is my this is my safety road. Like this is what's called my, my, my safety net, right? Like this is my way out. Like here's somebody who is looking at things differently. And I Mm -hmm. want, I want more of that basically. That is
0: so good. And I, I didn't even remember how we came about because I feel like I've known you for a long time because you've been such an active member of the community, but during those six months you were closed, I'm curious, what what did you find yourself doing? Were you trying to work on the business? Were you a sitting duck? Were you paralyzed in fear? What was going through your mind, and what was your life like for those six yeah. months? Was it related to your business?
1: I tried to start a new business okay or an online business. I think a lot of people did. They thought they could I just start started, drop shipping at products. Yeah, no, I started a mom blog and digital products. Oh cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> and the only reason I paused on that is because when I did reopen the business, I needed a lot more of my attention and I couldn't do both things. So yeah. I paused that, but it's mamaquestions.com. Yeah. Oh, blog cool. <clears throat> on dental parenting and do like digital products on affirmations and stuff like that. Because that's where, where my head was at, you know, having a child, closing the business. I was so burnt out from the business. I really didn't want to do anything pet related. Uh during that time of hibernation Uh and so I tried this other thing and it taught me so much in in regards to online like content making and online marketing like I learned even though I'm not doing that blog specifically I didn't even know what a blog was when I found out about blogging like I had something on my website but I didn't understand why we had a blog on the website Right. Uh, and so I learned a lot from that that has I've been able to bring back into the business. But that's what I was doing, basically was trying to survive in a different way. <laughs> but you know what?
0: Uh, yeah, survival mode, definitely. But I want our listeners to hear this and think like this is the kind of mindset. like she was, okay, I'm gonna pivot. I'm gonna figure something out. And she was still learning and growing and not just a sitting duck. She, of course, was terrified. She said that, most of her family's income was from her business and that's terrifying, but she didn't take it standing, like sitting down, you know? And I think you guys, you guys, uh, listeners, I would encourage you to really think about, you know, how do you show up in the scariest moments of your life and how do you show up when things are uncertain? And I think it sounded like this mama Um, is that yes. what it is? Yeah. Um, the it
1: on the podcast with that is, one. But that's besides the point. <laughs> wait, what would you say? I was on another podcast about oh, cool. that blog. Yeah. This is my second podcast that I've oh cool. Is it on. um yeah. is it still up? Can we like check it out? It yeah, oh cool. I like, yeah. can check
0: it out after this. But I think that's a really big takeaway you guys is like how do you show up in the difficult moments in life? All right. So you join the free hire group. And I do remember that because during COVID, way before the national organizations attempted We had already buckled down and done a two week thing because I was like, we need to get everybody like directed or focused on something. So I gathered my whole network. And for, I think it was two weeks, we did a COVID survival group. And while everyone's business was shut down, we were learning about all these different things that we could learn about. And then from that, when things started opening up, we taught people how to have grand reopening parties. And then we also were like, the the hiring climates changed. And you have to address it. And so it's that's really cool that that group brought you into it. So you, you saw that group. You probably learned about the mastermind, jumped into the mastermind. What did you feel when you first joined? Do you remember? Because I think some people get overwhelmed or they're not sure because there's so many ways you could use it. You could consume all of it or just parts of it. What was your experience like, Stephanie?
1: There is absolutely. Once you're in it, there is a beginning uh, of overwhelm because there's you Realize how many things you can do to improve your business. Like you can just go from so many different angles. And, it, and it's amazing. And I think if you just sort of sit in that discomfort for a little bit, you do sort of find your groove and you start focusing on specific things. There is a little bit of that. What I think is absolutely amazing that I didn't anticipate when I joined initially is that you get basically you get instructed on how to put together 90 day goals.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It allows you then to focus in your attention to something more specific as you enter into that space. And so, and I can't remember for sure, but I'm pretty sure you had to make the goals before you even got into the group. They're like, yes, we don't allow you in unless you make
0: your Yeah. You
1: have to do an intro doc
0: where you announce who you are to everybody because It is a vulnerable place and people need to know who's in the group. And, um, yeah, you have to post your initial 90 day goal, however good or bad it is. We require that and encourage it to happen every quarter. How were your first goals? I mean, was that uncomfortable? Was it exciting? Was it, what was your, do you remember your experience?
1: It was exciting. Uh, I still have like the big The big hairy goal, although I probably am in a place where it might change a little bit now. I just finished my second set of 90-day goals. Mm -hmm. Uh, I use it actively. I have it saved into my Google Drive. Um, That's Mm -hmm. where I do my weekly planning. But yeah, you know, a big one at the time was I just want to get this up and going and then, you know, leave. But I fall in love with the business again, with the mastermind and just learning about setting up all these systems, like it's so fun to set up <laughs> systems when you like when you start to understand, you know how they work, and and then see them working for you. Mm-hmm. You know, like once you set up the first or second system, it's a lot of work, and then you see it start doing things for you, and you're like, oh wow, that was you know. So so tell like, our listeners
0: what kind of systems have you set up, and what what was it like before the system, and then. What system did you set up? Was it perfect the first time? Like, take us through that journey.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'd say the first big system was the hiring. A few things that just blew my mind when we did the hiring in regards to posting your job more frequently and then changing your mindset in terms of not having applicants prove themselves to you, but instead show them why, like the courting, Dynamic has shifted, and having them feel excited about showing how to be excited to come to you, those were huge. I was already on. I know you use Jazz HR, which I I use, and then I was on the free one or the the smaller one, the Hero. And you told everyone, so I was also like, "Hey, what can I do with the Hero?" I was like, "If you have and Hero, you're like, it." it. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did take the investment. I did sort of an investment of getting the higher one with the phases. And so sitting down and really figuring out the hiring process was a huge deal because I had, I had a sort of like a very vague process, but it really was just based on if they answered or not. Like right. they right. answered the email, then they moved forward. But it was like, Oh, you have pulse. Pulse. <laughs> <What>? a pulse. You're human. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're still here. Okay. You move forward. And now we're just, now I have a hiring manager and she's doing the initial phases. We have a, like assessments. We have what's called knockout questions so that we can quickly assess people without thinking about it. like, I used to dread when I get an email mm-hmm. from a new applicant because I have to sit down and now try to figure out if they should move forward or not. It took a lot of mental energy. And now it's like in between stuff. I'm like, oh, questionnaire came in, click, click, click forward or not. And like, it takes Zero energy, and and that was a huge, huge, huge deal in terms of the business because you need to hire people to grow, Uh Uh, and if hiring feels painful, the whole business feels painful.
0: So Stephanie, I hear this online. I love all of that, and I I just wrote down the zero mental energy because that is that is like you have an applicant come in and you feel the sense urgency, but then you're like, wait, who are they? And what did we say before? And how do I? And it's it's overwhelming. So. You've seen it out there. People are like, there's no one to hire. Hiring sucks. Jazz HR doesn't work. And by the way, you guys, if you're hearing about Jazz HR for the first time, if you go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash Jazz HR, you can get 50% off the middle and the highest tier program. Highly recommend it. Uh, It's only for the Bella crew. And if you wanted to get the cheapest, the bottom one, I would suggest you don't do it because all it does is post places. You don't get the analytics, the phases, all this other stuff. But go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash jazz HR. They've been working with our industry for four years now, and hundreds of pet that are, have used them. But Stephanie, what would you say to that person that says either Jazz HR doesn't work or hiring doesn't work and nobody wants to work for them?
1: I'd say that you have to be more open, open minded mm-hmm. to why it's not working, because I, I think we do really live in a very like there's some parallel realities happening. Uh, and you can choose to be in the, in the reality where things are not working. And if you stay there, know that there is a parallel where people are hiring without any issues at all. Hiring has never been easier for me now. Like we have three people just now still in like line to potentially work for us over the holidays, you know, and because the onboarding is also just streamlined we could onboard them two days ahead of time and they'd be ready to go.
0: I'm have chills right now listening to you. That makes me so excited. And I love the way that you just phrase that with like, there's two different parallels going on and you get to choose which one you want to be in that it doesn't work or let's make it work. And it sounds like those systems you were talking about being able to sit down and, and have the It's not just me telling you how to have these systems. It's also learning from what everyone else is doing in the group. Am I right?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and then where then, because there are the different months with different themes, it also helps whoever is maybe a little bit more of a floater in their goals It helps you f- focus in on very specific areas of your yes. business. And that's super helpful as well you have to sort of get comfortable with being a little bit uncomfortable mm-hmm. and just always sort of trusting that there is, there is a way. And if it's not working, it's because you haven't found the way yet. So it's, it's a, it's a huge mindset. It's a huge mindset shift. And yeah. honestly, I don't know, like, I know people in our company, I mean, in our industry here in Chicago, all the ones at our level, but even I just recommended like my, my uncle to you with with their business, they've been around for 50 years. And they're like, we're struggling with hiring. And I'm like, well, this is what I'm doing. And, Uh and they're like, can I have their contact? I don't hear anyone else talking about hiring like you are in, in my sort of in my view field of view. Uh, It's very, it's very unique and it really works. I celebrate you for having the mindset of, is it, it doesn't
0: work or it doesn't work this way you know, and, and it takes a humble person who's okay with being uncomfortable to admit and apply that to any stage of life or business, it's not working this way. Right. Cause it kind of comes back to, I, I wish I said it, but it's actually Marie Forleo's book. Everything's figure outable. I love that phrase because I really, I, I think you and I both share the love for that phrase because we kind of, that's how we see life. All right. So you came in, you started doing the goals. I'm sorry. I want to just go back to that really quick. Were you really good at making goals off the bat? Or is this something that like you've gotten better at and what have goals been able to do for you and your company? Like why make goals and how would you tell our listeners to the difference between a goal and a to-do list?
1: I started the goals. I was very enthusiastic about mm-hmm. that, but I do think they, uh, and they helped organize a little bit of where I was going, but they ended up being very much of just tasks that I would add in instead of it. And they sort of fell within goals, but it, it did end up starting to become a little overwhelming. Uh, in the beginning, it was hard. And I remember emailing, you know, you and Emily and being like, I don't like, I feel a little bit lost. I like felt like because you have all this information coming at you and you're like, I have I have to do all these things. And then it's like, but I don't have enough hours of the day. How am I ever gonna get the business to where it should be? I'm like so behind, like you sort of get in that spiral. Uh, but I actually had a huge shift just recently, and I know we've been talking about it, and that's the uh, the one thing by yeah. Gary Keller. And basically the premise, and he talks about goal saying too is what is the one thing that you can do in your business that would make everything else easier or unnecessary? And so now when I look at my goals, I I really filter it through that. So like, there's no tasks anymore. Like not everything is equally important. Basically what I'm saying is you learn, like you're not mm-hmm. gonna get it right, right away. And you have to, as you continuously sort of engage with the the experts that come into the mastermind and you get excited about reading specific books, you just learn things that is slowly everything sort of comes together. And that's, I think with the goal setting, that's something that comes a little bit with time. Uh, yeah. and, and I'm pretty sure that rise right, of December, or January, there is some goal settings that happen in the mastermind as well to help everyone. Yes. Here. When
0: this podcast come out, we're actually January is vision goals month and the kind of really set forth and um we we do a lot of teaching on that the difference between vision and goals and how to break them down and i tell people all the time you're gonna suck at it out the gate and they do people get overwhelmed in their to-do list and i push back on you and i'm like no that's that's a to-do list not a goal and i love that you just brought up the one thing that book for our listeners just to catch them up um yes every month we have a different topic and we also have a different guest that comes in so it's not just always me and um we had this beautiful soul come in and she had recommended this book. And I listened to the audio. Stephanie jumped in and she's reading it as well. And uh, there's other members that are, this isn't required work, you guys, but if you want inspiration for how to feed your soul and feed your mind to get that parallel shift, you gotta be surrounding yourself by people that are doing things that you want to do you can't deny it to yourself. If you're around a bunch of people that are doers and achievers you can't say, Oh, it doesn't work for me. You have to be around that group of people. So Stephanie, you've done such a great job and I'm taking notes on what you're saying because it's very articulate. Oh, um, you. as we kind of come to a little bit of a close, even though I could keep you on for a very long time, I want you to talk to the listeners that have heard me yak around about the mastermind. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, bellow the mastermind. And I want you to talk directly to them and who. Who is not a good fit for the mastermind? According to you, an awesome active member. And then who would be perfect for the mastermind? Because I don't think everyone necessarily would be good for it. Um, yeah. And I think that's also important. So how would you define all of that?
1: Yeah, I'm glad you asked me because I had an interaction with someone yesterday that I think is really fits into this question. So I started backforce back writing, which is something I've done my whole life. I've paused at different time phases in my sort of college and career and now I'm back. And I have this new instructor and we were just talking yesterday and I and I, I told you know, thank you for being so encouraging because I basically, you know, w- was pretty advanced, but then it's I took basically a, you know, 10 to 15 year hiatus. Mm-hmm. And now I'm back and I'm sort of relearning, right? So I'm not a beginner, but I'm also trying to relearn things. And she said, you know, I love having you as a student because you're like a sponge. She yes. said, she said you, you will try anything that I tell you. And she says, I have a lot of students who come back after a while. And when I try to teach them things, they always have to push back with, well, that's not the way I do it. Or that's not the way that I learned it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of um, power struggle. Mm-hmm. that happens and I think that's a, a beautiful example of who fits and who doesn't uh, it's not a matter of how good you are or you know how far your business is but is how much of a sponge are you going to allow yourself to be uh-huh. and the sponges yeah. are the ones who are are great fit because mm-hmm. they're willing to take in all this new information and use yes. it in their business and if you are very too resistant to that change, or you you are very determined to it for it to work exactly the way you've done it before, then you're gonna be very frustrated and the the mastermind probably be less of a a productive place for you or for the people in there having you there mhm-
0: that's awesome i I love that, and it's so true and I see that as a coach all the time It's basically like are you moldable and willing to have a good relationship with fear. because at the end, people want to stay in their patterns out of fear that something bad's going to happen if they change it. That's just, that's beautiful. Very articulate. So I guess in closing, my brain's going everywhere because I could take this so many, because I I know all the things that you've been doing and I'm so excited. So I guess leave, leave the listeners with just a little bit of like a pulse, if you could. Tell them like where your business is at now. We talked about how it was like literally shut down for six months. Who and where are you now? What are, what are your, how many employees do you have? How much are you working in the business? What does your internal structure look like? And what does the future look like? You're coming on this 10 year anniversary. I know you got big plans for 2023. Um, let them know like, you know, they don't, if they don't know you from a hole in the wall.
1: Yeah. Where's your absolutely. business at now? And so I felt the same way. I want to say, Bella, when you, t- you asked me on the podcast, I had to start writing things down because I'm like, I could take this in so many different directions. I have so much to say. i to have to narrow down my thoughts so that I don't go everywhere. <laughs> the business basically went from, you know, me walking the desert looking for tumbleweed to, to basically feeling more like I'm walking, I am making my own path. And the goodness of what I'm doing is reflected in the, uh, like the business success that I'm seeing. So like I am doing things that is actively building onto the success of the business versus me trying to like jump and tackle down these tumbleweeds, you know, that are the clients. reactive, you're being (laughs) responsive and proactive rather than reactive
0: all all day
1: long. So now, where we're at is I have uh, used my hiring technique for an office manager, and I happened to I've actually gone through three, and one of them is just amazing, like takes off such a mental load from me. Uh, and it's thanks to being able to set up the phases and the interview process ahead of time, some of the systems mm-hmm. they're in place. So, a big thing of the business now as we conclude is setting up systems on how we do everything and we we I learned about Loom through Bella and so we're doing all these video recordings on exactly how to do things so that anyone in the in the office as mm-hmm. we grow can do them and so we have this internal structure now we have a, a clear way in which we communicate with clients and mm-hmm. how we sell them on our services and get them excited about our services the big thing right now is thanks to some of the one-on-one coaching that i've also done with bella which honestly like when we when i started with the free facebook and i didn't want to pay for h the jazz hr i would have never paid for one-on-one coaching (laughs) you know it's like it's all sort of uh no and as you realize that certain investments really give you so much in return, you want more, you know? Mm-hmm. So the big thing now is we're doing this huge campaign for celebrating our business. And we're partnering with 11 businesses that are in the main strip of our, the neighborhood that we are most busy in. And mm-hmm. so every month we're going to be doing giveaway with a different small business. And it's, Now I've gone from like looking for clients as I walk down the street to focusing on this friendship campaign that has nothing, no, is no, not directly trying to like advertise to the clients, but relationship, about this bigger picture and relationship and knowing that that is going to have a huge positive effect on the business. So I think that's really where. Where we are now,
0: and how many employees are you at right now?
1: We are uh, like ten or eleven. Perfect.
0: I love. I keep saying in closing, but yeah, they're just gonna have. <laughs> I loved it. on that note. You had just actually written or done a video comment because, guys, we do that. Like we we have all of our own threads, so everything's like like you can follow your own journey, which is really powerful when you feel like you know, you're in the weeds and you're like, oh, but you can look back to a year ago and the problems you were solving. But on Stephanie's thread, she had written one or uh, posted a video while she was outside walking in the cold. And it was, oh my gosh. you know, it's like, she was trying to get these partners for the celebration next year. And she was like, I emailed them. And, but I walked in and she's like, yeah, I got your email. Just kind of felt a little overwhelming. But now that you're here talking to me, absolutely. And she's like, the relationships work. And I'm like, yeah, they do. And I say relationships last a lot longer than a business card. And I just, it's so exciting for me to see you go out and do it and then get excited about the results because it's only going to help expand that network for your company. And so I just see this whole, like you were alone, you were isolated, you were terrified to getting a community around you, getting lessons at your own pace, not being like, you know, Thanksgiving dinner that you have to eat it all at once. And you figured out your rhythm and made friendship. I just, I'm so proud of you. And I really appreciate you being able to be here today.
1: Thank you. You're moving. I know the internet seemed like it was going down
0: a little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like it was going in and out. Tell everyone again, how they can find you on socials.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So our business is Chicago urban pets and you can find us mainly on instagram at the handle chicago urban pets and, and facebook also chicago so chicago dash urban dash pets uh, mm-hmm. and our website is com. perfect yep. and by the
0: um, publication of this episode you probably also have some better marketing of bella content on your feed too which i'm really excited to uh yeah to, to you here soon so Um, Your delivery folder is coming any day, if not already today. So thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for being here, guys. If you want to know more about the Mastermind, just go to jumpconsulting.net forward slash mastermind. It tells you all of the things that you will have access to, including five years of HR questions asked and answered, all neatly organized in a spreadsheet with the minute markers to go get your answers. Nowhere else in the industry, can you get that? Thank you for listening. Do not forget to subscribe and remember when life gets you down to always keep jumping.